0: So then wait, so you and I met when I contacted you through your high school newspaper, I'm assuming I saw it, I mean it could have been Coos or it could have been somewhere that you were, because where were you going to
1: shows at that at that time and how did you at get in? At that time, I would have been going to shows at Coos, I would have been going to shows a lot at the Showcase Theatre as well. Okay. Um, I went to quite a few shows at the Showcase Theatre when I was still in high school. Uh, that was really, I think, probably the primary place for me to see a lot of shows in the area. Uh, because I'm not from Orange County. I, I live in the Inland Empire and kind of on the eastern edge of L.A. County. Uh, I was living in Laverne at the time. And so for me, uh, I was going to shows at Showcase, and that was a straight shot down the 15 freeway. Uh, and uh, I was seeing a lot of shows over there and kind of uh, also shows locally, though, too. So I was seeing shows at Claremont. Uh, they had what was called the YAC, the Youth Activity Center. Uh, and they were throwing shows over there, and I'd see a lot of the Doctor Strange bands play there, like Game Face and Brown Lobster Tank and whatnot. Um, so there were uh, shows happening also, kind of in the vicinity. Uh, I actually saw Game Face play at the Utility Board Shop in Laverne, which was a skateboard shop. They played the parking lot, and that would have been probably somewhere between the Good Album and the Three to Get Ready album. So probably was that was that the big show with Face to Face? No, I don't think Face to Face was on that bill. No, no. I gotcha. think it was, it was probably Game Face. Maybe a band like the Assorted Jelly Beans or something could have perhaps played as well. Um, I kind of vaguely remember those were some of the bands of that era and playing those types of uh, shows back then. So
0: um, you were going to the showcase. So I'm saying, yeah, that is a, a one, one of the ways I, I could have seen it. Um, cause would, yeah. would you do that? Would you bring your high school newspaper to shows and like put it places?
1: You know what I, what I did do was, um, I used to review albums in my high school newspaper. So I would mail the copies of the reviews to the record labels to show them that, look, I'm actively reviewing stuff. And if you're interested in sending me some promo CDs and stuff like that, there's a chance that, you know, we may end up doing some more reviews. I know I did that with Lookout Records, Uh, they sent me a a stack of CDs afterwards, Um, I did that with Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange sent me a a pack of CDs as well, Um, so I did that with several of the labels that I was reviewing albums, and these are albums I bought uh, from the local record stores like Rhino Records and Claremont, I was buying a lot of records over there, Uh, and then I would uh, review them and then I would send the clips out to the various record labels uh, to show that, you know, Hey, I'm an active reviewer. Uh, I'm interested in the stuff that you have. Uh, and I'm looking to review more of this. If you have, you know, other titles in your catalog that you want to send me, um, then I'd be interested. And I remember I I did send some to other record labels. I was like, Hey, can I get some, you know, some free CDs. And, um, some of them were a little less receptive when it came to that. But, uh, I think because they just saw it as some high school kid looking for some free music, um, and that wasn't exactly what, what I was trying to aim for. Yeah, I mean, it was cool to get some free CDs, but, you know, I wanted to still build my my repertoire and, and hone in my skills as somebody who just wants to write about music and move forward, perhaps, as a career uh, in doing so. So I didn't have a whole lot of options because I didn't have a lot of money because I'm in high school. And so I, I didn't have a lot of albums I could keep buying to keep reviewing. So <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to make all that happen. So how
0: did you get into punk? Because yeah, I, I have a lot of questions because I sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's start with that one. How did you get into this music? And uh, it sounds like it happened in high school, like it did for all of us, or maybe
1: actually it happened way earlier than that, believe or lot. not. Um, I was in elementary school when I first heard punk rock. Um, there are two different things, so. Number one is my brother rented Rock and Roll High School, the Ramones uh, movie. Roger Roger Corman.
0: Roger Corman and, per, and, he produced uh, that
1: film. Yeah, and we rented it from a local uh, – back then you'd go to local video rental store, of course, and they would ask you, of course, back then, VHS or Beta. And uh, we chose wisely. We chose VHS early on, so uh, we didn't have to switch our VCRs out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we, we rented Rock and Roll High School, and that's the first time I think I ever really heard punk rock. Uh, I would have been probably in second or third grade at that point in time. Um, so that would have been the mid-80s. That would put me at about 85, 86, somewhere in that range. Uh, and then my brother, who's older, he's five years of, older than I am, he got some punk rock records, um, probably around 86 or so. Uh, he brought home a few records that I just totally dove into. Um, he brought home Sam Haynes and uh, he brought, uh, Black Flag, Live 84. Um, we had a Discharge record, uh, that he brought home. So, he had friends who had punk rock records that he would bring, and then I would listen to those. And I was a musical sponge. Um, I grew up on MTV. I grew up watching, actually, we didn't have MTV first, we didn't have cable until 1985. So, before that, I was watching, um, shows like, um, there was a show called MV3, which was on Channel 13 KCOP, and they showed music videos for about an hour. There was also Video 1, I believe, which kind of morphed into Request Video on, on Channel 56. Um, so I had some sources of music that way. Uh, but really, you know, a lot of the music I was connecting with was through my older brother's record collection. And, you know, we initially started off listening to metal So it was, you know, Maiden and Priest and Dio and Ozzy and Crew, a lot of that stuff I was listening to in kindergarten or first grade. So um, I got into it really early, but I was way into it. So my dad actually bought me a drum set from a garage sale uh, in probably first or second grade. I think it was maybe first grade. And uh, I started playing drums right away. So I wanted to play all those awesome songs I heard, the metal songs and later on the punk rock songs. So for me, I was an elementary school kid who was totally immersed into the music scenes of alternative rock and metal and punk and you know whatever else I could get my hands on. Uh, another thing that was really pivotal was when I moved to Laverne in 1987, um, there was a local college radio station I found out about called KSPC out of Claremont. And I started listening to a lot of KSPC and uh, I would record a lot of stuff. So I would put in the, you know, put the blank cassette in the boom box and I'd hit record and I would just leave it recording. And I have, I still have dozens and dozens of uh, tapes from KSPC in the late eighties and early nineties and uh, listening to all the songs that I could not access anywhere else because it was college radio. And that stuff was hard to find if you went to a, Music Plus or Warehouse or, you know, any of those kind of larger corporate music record stores. And uh, so for me, uh, that was a great place for me to discover new music as well. And they were playing a lot of that stuff, too. Indie, alternative, punk, hardcore, uh, you know. And I was also getting into jazz. So I was listening to a lot of jazz through KSPC. Uh, So, again, having a local college radio station, having a local independent record store like Brano Records, uh, having an older brother who had really good music tastes and was able to pass that down to me, uh, I think at a very young age, I uh, was uh, very fortunate to be exposed to some really cool independent music. So
0: was it the love of the music that led to the writing, or had you been writing that whole time? Like, how does because now, I see, based on what you were doing in high school, now that you jogged my memory, I I see how Mean Street happens, but how
1: do you get to Mean Street? and Can you kind of
0: talk about the writing and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, I I, I was always a a good writer from the get-go, and I think that one of the things that really inspired me was I had an English teacher in high school who was also the advisor to the high school newspaper. And so I was writing stuff for her class, And uh, she said, look, you know, you're a really good writer. Would you like to join the newspaper staff? And at the time, I also had friends who were on the newspaper staff. So I thought this would be cool. You know, I'm into computers as well. I had a Mac. And so I was like, I like to design stuff on the computer. So I was computer savvy. I like to design things. I like to write things. And I'm way into music. I kind of merged all that together. And, uh, you know, like I said, I also made a good impression on my high school English teacher who thought I would be really good for the newspaper staff as well. So I kind of got recruited on uh, to the high school newspaper. And that was the Benita Bearcat uh, back at Benita High School in Laverne in the 90s. And that's really where I got my start. Uh, And kind of moving forward from there, uh, I decided, well, I'm going to major in journalism. So I graduate high school and I major in journalism at Cal Poly Pomona. And at that point, they had a newspaper as they still do. It's called the Poly Post. And I approached the editor over there and said, Hey, I'd like to do stuff. Whatever you have, I'd like to write. And it wasn't specifically music. I did stories about campus events and things that were happening on campus and new campus programs and whatnot. But they did give me cities to review again. So it was great. So I was reviewing albums for the Poly Post newspaper. And shortly thereafter, I became the arts and entertainment editor for the Poly Post newspaper. And at that point in time, I started having clips. And I was generating clips about local arts and entertainment coverage, uh, interviewing bands for the paper and whatnot. And kind of simultaneously, I happened to meet the editor of Main Street, who was J.R. Griffin at the time. And he was actually a Cal Poly Pomona alum, and uh, he... I had emailed him through my Cal Poly email address. So he received an email, and I think it was because I was putting an entry for, Mean Street used to publish what was called the Local Band Directory every year. And I was submitting an entry for the Local Band Directory uh, for my band at the time, and uh, he had received it, and he saw it was sent from a W. Rashidi at CSU Pomona, whatever email address I had at the time. And uh, so he replies and says, hey, you know, I see that you're in a local band and that you went to Cal Poly. That's cool. I went there, too. And for some reason, he happened to be on campus and he said, look, I'm going to be on campus uh, if you want to connect. And I thought, yeah, okay, that will be great. We'll connect. And I love Mean Street. I I had been reading Mean Street for years prior. And uh, of course, I was submitting to Mean Street my band for this local band directory. So. Uh, I'd already been an avid reader. And so to meet the editor, to me, it was really you know, incredible. And I talked to him. I said, yeah, you know, I'd like to, you know, I'm a journalism major here too. So I'm writing reviews for the Poly Post. I have some clips. I sent those to him. And he said, that'd be great. Why don't you write for us as a contributing writer? So that was the summer of 97. I started as a contributing writer to Mean Street. And my first story, I believe, and I could be wrong, was writing about Uh, My first article for Mean Street was Rhythm Collision, which was a punk band out of the Agora area, and uh, I interviewed them. That was the very first story I ever wrote that I actually got a check for.